Welcome to episode 14 of the Self-Care 101 podcast with your host, Pooja K. McClymont, talking all things well-being, how to get unstuck, build more confidence and feel more fulfilled. Thank you so much for listening today. On this episode, I'm going to talk about how you can put yourself first and why it's so important, especially during the festive season. Now, some of us have a habit of putting everyone and everything before ourselves. I do it. I hold my hands up. I am a complete culprit of putting everyone first. But sometimes we don't even realize we do it and the extent to which we do it. Look, it's really important for our own mental health and well-being that we recognize this and manage it. Because if we don't, if we don't manage this whole putting everybody before ourselves, eventually we're going to burn out and we won't even know why it happened in the first place. So if you recognize that you put others before yourself, this podcast is a must listen. Before we get into the podcast, I wanted to share a few things with you because for some bizarre reason, I have been having a pretty decent few days. I've been very upbeat, feeling very good. I can't fully attribute what it is apart from knowing that I'm feeling a lot better. (laughs) My back is feeling a lot better now, which is great. And I have started moving forward with taking care of myself a lot better than I have been. And it's just put me in really good spirits. And I've just kind of changed my attitude towards certain things that have been getting me down, like um, my business. (laughs) Because there are ups and downs when you have your own business. And right now I'm in a down phase, but I'm feeling pretty good because I've been receiving loads and loads of amazing feedback about the podcast. And I really want to take a personal thank you. I think I've said thank you before on a podcast, but I want to say it again because it's really amazing to receive these messages from you guys. It really builds me up and it helps me know that what I'm doing is actually helping. So that means I'm achieving my goal for the podcast and it helps me, I don't know. Yeah. It boosts my confidence. It helps me feel good about myself as well. And that what I'm doing is the right thing. It does validate what I'm doing. And I just love that it's actually helping people. I think that's the biggest thing that's really resonated for me, that it's actually helping people. And that's what people are telling me. And I mean, I couldn't have asked for anything better than that. That's just, oh, it's just amazing. And if you are enjoying the podcast, obviously I'd love you to subscribe to it and review, et cetera, et cetera. But that's all ego boosting stuff. If you're really enjoying it and you like what you hear, and you fancy going a little bit deeper, I'm going to sell something to you now. (laughs) I'm hosting a retreat a weekend away in Bath in January, on the 10th of January. And it's a really great way of getting to the root of your challenges and finding a way of moving forward. And on this particular one, I've got a actual doctor coming, Dr. Deepa Apte from Ayurveda Pura, which is a spa in Greenwich in London. And she's going to be doing a talk on Ayurvedic principles and how they can help your health and well-being. And the thing is, 
people don't realize is that well-being extends to everything. So it is actually about your career. It's about your health. It's about your relationships. It's about your spirituality. Anything you want to work on for yourself, anything that you want to improve on in your life, Ayurveda can really help. So if you're interested, I am currently offering £120 off the program price. So I know it's Christmas and I know that everybody's spending lots of money on presents and all of that. But come January, it would be so amazing for you to have something in your diary that is just for you, something for you to look forward to, something that is just about nourishing you, your mind, body and soul and also, we have lots of fun. <laughs> so if you're up for it, you can book it. It's available on my website at franklycoaching.com. Or if you're not ready to book onto a program yet, that's cool. Just sign up to my email list because if you sign up to my email list, my members always get exclusive discounts that I don't advertise anywhere else. And you'll be the first to hear about anything new. So just pop over to my website, you can sign up to the mailing list on any of my social channels at Frankly Coaching. And yeah, and you also get a monthly email from me where you can actually ask me anything. So if there was something that inspired you on a podcast, if that's the way you're receiving my information and you wanted to dig a little deeper on something, once a month you can email me and we can have a little, you know, an email coaching moment together and I can help you through something. So yeah, just sign up, give me a shout. And for those of you who are enjoying the podcast, send me your topics. If there's something that you would love me to explore or talk about, send it to me. I know that self-esteem and self-confidence has come up a lot and people have been wanting more information on that. And I am going to do a lot more podcasts on that coming up actually. But if there's anything else that I haven't talked about yet that you would like me to delve into a little bit, anything, just send me an email, puja at franklycoaching.com and I will put a podcast together for you. Absolutely. This is, you know, I want this podcast to be helpful for you. So if it's something you want to hear about that I haven't spoken about yet, send it to me. And if you don't like email, you can just look. I'm available, guys. <laughs> I'm available. I'm on the socials. You can find me. Send me a message wherever you want to send me a message and I will definitely include it. Okay, I want to tell you a little story. <laughs> I would like to talk about gratitude like on every single podcast, but I think that gets a bit boring after a while. But for those of you who understand gratitude and the importance of it, I have to share with you a little story of how grateful I am this week for one of my cousins. <laughs> so I recently moved to a completely different area of London and you know, when you move, you've got to find a new post office and a new supermarket, new petrol station or whatever. But I also needed to find a new nail shop. And I've been getting my nails done in any shop I can find that's not too far from my house. But they've all been rubbish. They've been so bad. Like my nails have been so miserable. And as part of my self-care, my aesthetic self-care, I like getting my nails done. It's my thing. Hair, nails and makeup are my thing. I really enjoy it. So 
every time I've gone, they just don't listen to me. They do it of the wrong shape. They make them really thick. I, I have acrylics. And it's been really getting me down. So I was moaning about it to one of my cousins this weekend. We had a family Christmas party, which, by the way, was pretty incredible. And she recommended a nail shop to me. So yesterday I found the nail shop. I went there. Admittedly, I went to the wrong one, but it's okay. It's the same company. And they did my nails and they did them so amazing. I can't tell you. I was literally flying out of that nail shop in happiness. I was so grateful. They were so polite. I was even offered a coffee. And believe me, I live in the back up, back. (laughs) I was about to swear. I live far away now, um, compared to where I used to live. (laughs) I used to be like 15 minutes, 15 minutes from central London. So I was very much London and used to a certain way of living. And I don't live so much in London now. (laughs) I live a little bit more out of it. So things are a little bit, uh, (laughs) I don't know how to say this, a little bit different and it's taking some getting used to. So finding this nail shop, was right up my street. I am buzzing. My nails are very happy. I am happy as a result of my nails. And I'm so, so grateful for my cousin's recommendation. So thank you. I'm actually going to shout out her name. Thank you, Rochelle, for the recommendation. I appreciate it. And the other thing that I did this week, I don't know why I'm sharing all of this with you, but I feel like it it might be useful, you know, get to know me a little bit. (laughs) But I did something which sparked some interesting thoughts for me. I recently saw an ex-boyfriend of mine um, on Facebook and I hadn't seen him on there for a while. So it was nice seeing him and seeing that things are going well for him, yada, yada, yada. And I reached out on private message just, you know, saying that basically and hoping that he was well. And we were talking for a little bit just one evening and I really enjoyed it and like for a few days after that, I kept thinking about him, not thinking about him in the sense that I want to get back together with him and divorce my husband and break up my family. No, but just genuinely thinking about him and thinking about our time together and stuff like that. And it was nice. And I was like, oh, and I felt really good. I felt really happy. I felt I enjoyed the conversation with him. We were just, yeah, just easy breezy. And I was like, yeah, really like, buzzed from it. And then I started thinking about that. And I thought, you know what, I've obviously reached out because it's Christmas time. And, you know, we'd like to connect with people during this time. I think a lot of people do, right? We're meeting up with lots of people. We're going out. We're, you know, oh, we've got to have that coffee before the year ends. I can't believe I haven't seen you yet this year and all that stuff. So I'm such a culprit for that. I do a lot of like lastminute.com bookings. Oh my God, I haven't seen this person all year. We've got to have a coffee before 2019 ends, dude. And I do a lot of that. Hands up. Because life gets in the way, as we know. And yeah, so I was thinking about connecting with an ex and I did tell my husband, I was like, it's okay to want to genuinely want your ex, like exes that you like, obviously, that you want them to be happy. And he was like, yeah, of course. I was like, it's a nice thing. Like I genuinely, from my heart, I want my ex to be happy. And he was like, yes, absolutely, Pooh, you that's a, that is a nice thing. And I was like, yeah, I'm not thinking like, oh, he must find love. I mean, it'd be nice, but I'm not saying that that's 
you know, finding love is the be all and end all of happiness, but just, you know, conversing with him, it sounded like things were well, like he was cool and enjoying life. So I was just thinking about that, that maybe, maybe if you've got someone in your life or someone who was in your life that you enjoyed and would be open to a hi, how are you message, maybe reach out to someone because it felt really good for me. Like I say, I'm not getting back together with him or anything like that, but it just felt really nice. And I guess it was evoking feelings of when we were dating and it was, it was nice dating him. So they were happy feelings and that, you know, he's got his own life. I've got my own life and we respect each other for that, but we had a connection and it was a nice connection. And like I say, we're not getting back together, but it's something that why not? Why can't you talk to your exes and why can't you continue these relationships? And they don't have to be, you know, bestie relationships or anything like that. But once in a while, connecting with people who make you feel good, regardless of how you have a relationship with them, I'm going to say it, it's bloody good for your health. It is good for your health. Why not? Because it's evoking good feelings. It's making you feel good about yourself. And it might even make them feel good too. And, and that's that's a nice thing. Now, I know this podcast is about putting, your, putting yourself first, but there's no harm in sharing good feeling with other people. I don't think so anyway. Let me know your thoughts. <laughs> if that was a little bit controversial. And for anyone listening who knows my husband, he knows that I've reached out. So don't worry, I'm not going to cheat on him. <laughs> okay, enough about me and my excitement. <laughs> Let's get to it. So it's December. It's Christmas. It's the end of the year. New Year is approaching. There are presents to buy, food to buy, parties to go to, meeting up with people. You've got kids to deal with, toys to buy, family to deal with, family politics, and so on. So how do you keep yourself in check so it doesn't send you on a downward spiral or burnout? Look, this time of year is beautiful. I'm a lover of the festive season. My house smells of cinnamon and spice right now. I'm totally there. If you follow me on social, you would have seen I have Christmased my house up. I'm totally for it. But we do a lot of things during December mostly that we wouldn't normally do in normal months. We do a lot of socializing. We do a lot of boozing. We do a lot of meeting up. We do a lot of consuming of energy. We are working against the clock to get the presents and get them wrapped and organize the dinners and and meet up with those people and find a date in the diary. And it just piles up. And we've also got work to finish, actual work that we actually go to that pay us to enable us to do all this fun stuff. It's a bit much. So there's a few things that I want to share with you in that are ways that you can help manage this month effectively. Maybe you should have done this in November, but if you can try and take heed of some of these things. Now, socializing is probably at the top of most people's list this month after they've bought all the presents and stuff, right? There's loads of them, Christmas parties, Christmas drinks, meeting ups, there might even be birthdays, anything. And I've put together three tips 
that I really, really think are important tips to share with you that will help you get through, that will help your mental well-being more than anything. And it's something to consider in general, you know, when you have busy times, but in order to put yourself first during a time of year where really we're thinking about other people, it's really important to think about these particular things because you're going to go through December doing, 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 and then come Christmas Day, Boxing Day, when it's all over for the most part, it can actually pile up on you in a negative way. And then you go into January miserable. So let's not go into January miserable. Let's try and manage that a little bit. So here are my three top tips. One, do not book things on consecutive days. People can give you other dates, okay? So you can say that you're not available. Say you've got four things in a week. Try and give yourself a break in between a social engagement because if you do fill up every single day, you're going to get, what's the word? Energy vampires. Like they're going to suck the energy out of you and then there'll be nothing left for you. And you've still got to go to work. You've still got to do normal stuff like food shopping, go to the gym, socialize with your partner, family, whatever it is that you do in your life. You've still got all those things to do. So be very careful about how you spread the actual social engagements and try to make them either light things like maybe meet someone for a couple of hours as opposed to a whole night out if you're going to do it consecutively just to break it up a little bit it'll make you feel a lot better and less overwhelmed with the socials look it's not an ego contest on whose diary is busier in December it's not because the person whose diary is busiest is the one who's going to burn out eventually so if you don't want to be that one be a bit more conscious about how you plan your diary So the second point, mix up the socials. What I'm talking about is it's so easy for us, especially for us in colder climates, to do just dinner and drinks, right? And when we do dinner and drinks, we end up overindulging. And when we overindulge, that messes up our hormones and it messes up our energy and it adds to guilt, guilt. And for those of us who always put other people first, we're prone to a lot of guilt feelings. (laughs) So what I would suggest is do experiences instead, or, you know, sort of mix up the social. So yes, of course, do dinner and drinks and whatever, but also do experiences like go to galleries, go to shows, have, I don't know, coffee walks by the river. Uh, You could go to the shops, like if you want, the, you want like the festive feels, go to the shops. Like if you go to like the department stores and they've got the beautiful Christmases going on, go there and have a coffee, like mix it up a little bit because by mixing it up, you're also less likely to overindulge and add to those feelings of guilt. <laughs> and number three, I think this is probably the most important one. Make sure you really want to see that person. Okay, don't just book your diary so you look busy because there are energy vampires aplenty in our lives and you just don't need it. So choose wisely, choose the people that you book into your diary during this happy festive season. Choose wisely, okay? 
Now let's talk about family. Can't get away from them, okay? (laughs) Believe me, I've tried. We can't get away from our families. So prepare for them. Prepare for them. You know who's going to annoy you. You know it every year. You know who they are. You know who's going to annoy you and you know who's going to bring you down. So prepare for them. Now, if you do this in advance of seeing them, you're going to reduce the negative impact that they have on you and you'll probably end up enjoying yourself. So if you know that there's like a food or drink that they like, bring make sure you've got that. Make sure you've got that in your house. And if you know that they are people who generally come empty handed to your house or something, you know, just as an example, you can still like give them something because that's your nature, but just don't do as much as you would normally do. Because if you like, if you know someone comes to your house empty handed, or if they do come to your house, it's only a five pound bottle of wine and you spend not only hours, like your time shopping for the ideal gift for them, which, you know, is going to cost X, Y, Z, you're there's going to be these negative feelings within you of unappreciation from them. But the thing is, they don't know that. They don't know that you're going to go all out or whatever. Or maybe they do and they're just rude people. Whatever the case is, it's your nature to do something nice and generous. That's fine. But maybe just don't do as much as you would normally do for those people who you know are unappreciative because that only adds up adds to you feeling a bit meh about those people and you don't want to feel like that right and it is okay to just reduce it a little bit yeah it it is now I was thinking about this recently because I was actually thinking about it for my own family but why don't you suggest a family walk like you know when you've got all your families together like suggest it as a thing to do like why don't we go for a walk, walk off the food or whatever it is. And you could dress it up as a new tradition that you do as a family. But you know what it does? It gets everyone's serotonin flowing. And what does serotonin do? It creates happy hormones, makes people happy, lighter. If it makes everybody happy, it's going to make everyone nicer to be around. And you can also make it fun for the kids. Why not save a present to give to the kids or everyone? on the actual walk. It just kind of mixes it up a little bit. But the walk aspect, especially when you're eating and drinking a lot, it will help release some tensions too, even with yourself. Because, you know, if you're hosting, you're going to get tired and everything else. It's a nice way of just breaking up the day. So give it, give it a go. Why not? One other important thing I was thinking about, I don't commute anymore, really. But recently I decided to actually commute again because it takes me an hour and a half to get into the West End. And in that time, I get to read a book. Now, being a mum, I don't get a lot of quiet time all by myself to read. So I've been using these commutes two or three days a week to read and I love it. But today... I wasn't reading and I didn't have my headphones charged. So I was just sort of like watching everybody and everybody was totally consumed in their phones as they are. And I was being a bit nosy and having a look to see what they were doing. Were they checking emails? Were they making their food shopping list? What were they doing? And they were all just like on Facebook, Instagram, like doing nothing. It was just mindless scrolling. And I was like, oh my God, guys. And then I thought, actually, if you've got a commute, 
Use it more effectively, especially during this time where you're so busy, busy, busy. Use it effectively. Get back to those people that you haven't gotten back to. Don't bother scrolling aimlessly on the internet for the sake of it. That's just pointless, time-consuming stuff. Just stop doing that. Actually use that time. Do your life admin. Get it done because when it's done, it's done. And then you can get home and you're a bit more chill. You've ticked off a bunch of things off your list and you know, you're probably in a better mood than you could have been if you just sat there scrolling, seeing what was going on on Instagram, which is usually not a lot. So give that a go. Use your commute more effectively this month. Now to you. You, you, you. Putting you first. On your quieter days, take them. Take the quieter days. Don't fill them up. I've got a client at the moment who likes to fill up all of her quiet time and I'm desperately trying (laughs) to encourage her to try a quiet day. Take the quiet days and do something that brings you joy, just you, something that brings you joy personally. Like I was saying, I have a commute now in the week and I use it to read and oh my life, it brings me so much joy. I can't tell you. That's probably why I'm so happy. I've been commuting for the last couple of weeks, which sounds ridiculous, but really I've been commuting and reading and I'm buzzing now. You don't realize how much of yourself you're giving away. You're giving away to work, right? In order to wrap things up for the end of the year, you want everything just so, your boss wants everything just so. You're giving to your partners, your family, your friends. You're socializing, socializing so much and you're socializing in a way that you wouldn't normally do of a month. So you've got your own life admin. Oh my God, you've still got your, you know, your food shopping, your bills to pay, all the boring stuff that we've got to do, wash clothes. So it's really important to ensure that you take that time when you do have those quieter days, that you take that time for you and you fill it with something nourishing, nourishing. Reading for me is nourishing. It could be a yoga class. It could be a bath. It could be watching Pretty Woman or Ghost or making a beautiful meal just for you. Oh, I'm looking forward to this. I'm doing that tomorrow, making a beautiful meal just for me on my new get my stuff together plan. (laughs) And I can't wait. You could do a fashion show in your room of the new clothes you've bought. Read that book take a massage, whatever it is, do it. Because you'll then be able to handle all the energy flowing to you in this busy month without taking it on. Because we don't realise, but you know, all these social gatherings that we're doing, we're also catching up with people, we're hearing about their problems, we are listening and we'll take it on. We don't realise, and especially for those of us who put other people first, we are much more susceptible to taking on people's problems and not realising it and feeling really heavy. So you must, must, must when you get those quieter days take them for yourself and it's almost like a cleanse like you're de-energizing from your socials just so that you can get back to a level of equilibrium for yourself so give that a go okay (laughs) don't overindulge at every opportunity and end up feeling negative thoughts and overindulging is also, it's not just about eating and drinking, it's about overindulging in communication, in our relationships, the energy exchange that we have with people. If you're into energy exchanging and understand that sort of concept, have a little read up on it because it is a thing. We are all energy. So therefore, if we're spending that time with people, we're exchanging each other's energy and sometimes it can be too much. So just, you know, check in, Be careful, make sure that you're flowing with the right energy for yourself so that you can get through and then you can really enjoy this month. 
And finally, my best tip ever, 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 ever is to take a holiday in the first two weeks of January. Might be a bit too late now, but if it's not too late for you, book it, book it. If you've been thinking about it and you can take those holiday days off from work, book it. We took our honeymoon in January once once. Well, obviously it was only once, but it was in January and I had never traveled in January in my life. And we did this and it was a two week trip. Obviously it was stunning. We went to the Maldives, very special, but you know what? We came back, January became a really short month. We were in high spirits. We were in a really good mood and it began our year in a way that no other year had ever started, began happy. It began light. We were obviously chill because we were, we'd been on holiday and we'd been stress-free, but it was just so lovely. And you know what, especially after, because Christmas kind of starts in November, doesn't it? So it's almost like two months of like heavy socializing and doing stuff and and wrapping things up for the end of the year and and trying to be your best self and uh, you know all the other pressures that we put on ourselves during this festive period and having a break in January was just like the best thing ever so I highly highly recommend it you come back feeling more optimistic you feel more in control and confident about your life and the choices so yeah that's my present from me to you Take a couple of weeks off in January, guys. Do it. Absolutely do it. (laughs) Thanks for listening today. So if there is anything you want to talk about, if you want me to talk about even, send me your topics. Message me anywhere on the socials at Frankly Coaching. Email me pooja at franklycoaching.com. Sign up to my email list so you get some lovely discounts on my programs. And If you fancy giving to yourself and taking that little break away, my Mind and Body Wellness program starts on the 10th of January, two days in Bath. It is going to be fabulous. You are going to love it. Come along to that. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much again for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, then please subscribe to the Self Care 101 podcast. For more tips and tricks, head over to my website, franklycoaching.com, or for daily inspiration, you can follow me on the socials at Frankly Coaching. Talk to you soon.